everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, gals. Hi. Whoa. (laughs) I'm mixing it up a little this week. Um, So Valentine's Day is coming up, and around these parts, we like to celebrate a little something called Galentine's Day. As you as you all know, one of our very first episodes was a Galentine's Day episode, and we look back on that fondly. Um, but today we're doing another installment of our Love It or Lose It series, and this is a round two of dissecting which romantic comedies we love and which we would pass on. So, um, just before we get started, I would love them. I'm bringing this on everybody. I would love to hear what you guys think of as the essential recipe ingredients of a romantic comedy. What are you looking for Mm -hmm. in a rom-com? A good one? Sure. Yeah. One that stands the test of time. I think one that stands the test of time is that the leads have to be likable. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, there's a lot of movies where, for for whatever reason, they decide to not do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You'd think that would be a pretty obvious one, but for whatever reason, it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, I have a few of those that we'll discuss later that I feel like do not fit the bill on I that was, criteria. Yeah, I was going to say, later I will discuss uh, that there needs to be a lack of adultery, Um but more on that mm-hmm. later. I I think <laughs> I love that, more on that later. <laughs> I think that um, an essential piece for me is either like a okay. You can kind of choose one of these three options. There needs to be an enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, or a meet cute. Okay, okay, I would agree with that. Which of those three is everyone's favorite? I friends to friends. lovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, really I, like I love an enemies. Oh, I love an enemies to lovers. I don't like when the enemy is the guy looking down on the woman yeah, and then she snarky. does something that he likes. Mm, and I guess I could see that. He, he loves her. And I'm like, okay, but you, you were apparently just misjudging her all this time. You thought you were better than her. You were rude to her. I don't know. I could see I don't that. Love it. Um, I guess I'm I, just thinking of You've Got Mail as an enemies to lovers, which that's true. people people love to – we're not – that's not even on our list, but that's one that people love to kind of critique is like he wasn't – Joe Fox wasn't a good guy. And I just – I can't give it up. I can't help myself. <laughs> that one's kind of enemies <laughs> to friends to lovers. So mm-hmm. you yeah. could argue. A slow burn. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there needs to be – sort of a reckoning where the main woman has to come to terms with maybe some of her flaws. Mm, I like so that, that. She can kind of, I don't know, fall in love and <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of overcome some of her struggles. I agree. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Too. The best ones have some sort of, yeah, character development or either finding of friendships or 
overcoming a personal obstacle that has nothing to do with the romance. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. And more on that later. <laughs> We're I really on the foreshadowing. I don't want to specific like, movies, but each of these like makes me think of like examples. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, I This is a simple one, but it's got to have a montage of some kind. Oh, a montage is so good. Preferably multiple. But if there's not a good montage, it's a lose for me. Like, that's yeah. half the fun <laughs> of a rom-com. It doesn't have to be that's trying on so clothes. Good. It could be any number of things. I don't mind if it's trying on clothes. But there's got to be a fun montage. And I love when there is a lovable and eclectic um, friend group. Like yeah. one best girlfriend is nice, but a group of friends is twice as nice. Twice as nice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump right in um, with one that I think is funny, but I would like to hear your guys' take on, um, which is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Love it or lose love it. Love that movie. Love. Love, love, love it. I don't know anyone who doesn't love this movie, honestly. Yeah. Well, I actually was just talking to a friend today. I was like going through these movies with her, getting her opinion. And she said, <laughs> she was like, I hate to say it because I know how much <laughs> you love this movie. Apparently, I talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, I just don't get it. I don't. She, she's not a fan. So I think there are wow. occasionally people who it is kind of by it. It's a, it's more of a charmer and it's mm-hmm. so heartwarming and I do think it's very funny, but it doesn't, there isn't like a big conflict really. So I can yeah, see where maybe it's happens. a little boring. Yeah, it's when it's not really a Rome, I mean, the, the wedding is the focus, but like it's very much an established couple and like the drama of them, mm-hmm. the, they meet and get engaged in like the first five minutes. So like, that's very, it's true. not a romantic yeah. comedy in the classic sense of like, will they, get together and the dramas and ups and downs of of them falling in love. And so if that's Mm -hmm. what you like about rom-coms, I guess it doesn't really have that. But I don't know. That is my least favorite part of rom-coms. So I think that's part of why I I think this is a great movie. Yeah, I love love this movie because I just watched it recently. And I just love that, like, she kind of just goes out and, like, Gets a new life for herself. Not a totally new life. Like, she doesn't abandon her family. But she just, like, makes the best of her situation. And it's, like, kind of spurred by this, you know, like, her seeing this guy that she likes. But she doesn't expect to ever see him again. Like, she's doing it Mm -hmm. all for herself. And then she just happens to run into him again when she's feeling more confident. And I saw someone who said... They also love that she kept her curly hair. Um, she didn't mm, like straighten mm-hmm. her hair because a lot of times the makeover involves like straightening or curling your hair. But she just kept her curly hair, kept her sass and her Greek roots. Um, but yeah, she's just more, I would say she's more empowered than the average rom-com leading lady. Yes, mm-hmm. this one fits the bill that Anne was talking about with like, the female lead, and maybe it's nice if the male lead has some character development, but we really mostly care about the female lead, let's be honest. <laughs> that's but the this lead one, lead. That's the lead lead, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 
it is more about Tula coming into her own, whether it's like career wise, love wise, her relationships with her family, you know, like really learning to love people, but also like stand up for herself. And so it is, that is like fun to see. And it's, Mm -hmm. you're right. It's like the, the romance kind of follows her character development, you know? So. Mm -hmm. And there are enough movies where the women have, no character development whatsoever and they're just like kind of a background character that's just there to look good so Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of what yin is in the movie and i think it's okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um well let's talk about let's go right into uh another movie where a curly girl gets a makeover but unfortunately the hair's straight and that is the princess diaries Still Which, love it so is much. Is that more of a kid's movie? I I feel like it's kind of a kid's movie, but I remember this family I used to babysit for, there was a preview for it or something, and the little girl was like, and I think it was rated G. Like, it, it was, was so it was clean. G. And I remember loving that. It came out when I was probably, what, like 11 or 12, you know? So it was so exciting to have, like, this G-rated movie that was felt like kind of more of a teenager movie, though, a little bit, than, like, a lot that we had seen up mm-hmm. until that point, even though it's very tame. And so I kind of thought of it as like a movie everyone was allowed to see, but she was like, my mom said that um, we can't watch that till we're older because they say shut up. <laughs> They're like, so shut cute. up, shut up, which it was really cute. And then I was like, oh, like, I guess, yeah, I guess I can see that. I love it. I don't like her boyfriend or friends in the movie. Lily is... You don't like her truly the boy? Terrible. Isn't he kind of unsupportive too? It's been a long time no, since I saw it. I mean, no. he's he's pretty nice and she kind of gives him the runaround. Like he No, he's great. She was going through a lot though. Yeah, I but like, like she like stood him up and stuff. Yeah, I and forgot he, about the stand. He didn't get mad. He just kind of was like Yeah, he was just a boy that liked her. He liked her all along before she was mm-hmm. famous. I and liked her after that. she was famous. And he didn't. Yeah, he said she looked nice. Yeah, he didn't ever, like, turn on her when she, like, started getting more attention. But he kind of faded into the background. And I think he I think he was just letting himself fade away if, you know, he knew mm-hmm. that wasn't what she wanted anymore. He wasn't he was bitter about it. Moment. Yeah. But then when she came to her senses and said, look, Michael's the guy, he showed up. You're right. You're so right. I, re- I for some movie. reason in my mind, I remember that he kind of got like exasperated, but I think that was more. That just was Lily. Lily. Oh, Lily's the worst. Lily is really <laughs> bad. Lily struggled. Yeah, she kind of yeah. came around. She's a realistic, yes. teenage friend. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, can you, you know. imagine your friend becomes royalty and just like, oh, I would be just so jealous. You would be I think. so jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah a that's true. Would not handle that well. <laughs> um, best line of the movie. This is a test. Gupta. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! It's completely Gupta. Oh man, I love. Is it Sandra O? Oh, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Tess. It's used such to, a tiny role, but, but Tess used so to perfect. do that. She would yeah, say, "Yeah, little Tess." I don't Tess as that. a she tiny, put her little tiny hand kid. up, like a phone. Ah! She go, Gupta. Do you remember that? Me? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Tess, do you remember that? Uh, 
No, I don't remember that. You were really, really funny. little. It was yeah. really cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that um, like renovated firehouse that they lived in too in oh, San so Francisco. Cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the epitome of like cool mom, Lorelai Gilmore vibes of like this mom that's like, let's rock climb and we make paint balloon art. Yeah, the and- paint balloons were enchanting to mm-hmm. me as a child. Yeah. I wanted to do that so bad. It's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Movie. Love. Um, okay. Next one. 13 going on 30. Love. 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 You picked just <laughs> straight winners tonight. Claire. I know. Yeah. Well, trying to lose one of them. I have some. I have some ones later that I think people will not agree on. But I'm going to say I don't dislike thirteen going on thirty. But I'm going to say lose because I just wow. don't enjoy it. Like it's not other than the thriller scene. What? It never really captured my fancy. I don't know why. It just, you know how some just movies just miss you? That was mm-hmm. one that just kind of missed me. Hmm. Um, kids acting as adults, whether it's a big, whether it's a Freaky Friday, whatever the scenario, there's always, I don't know. Movies where there's a mistake, like a mistake or a mistaken identity or some kind of like, you know, the wool's pulled over someone's eyes in some way. I'm just always like uncomfortable the entire time. So it's just not my favorite. <laughs> but the Mark Ruffalo I, of it all. I know. I mm-hmm. was going to say, how can you resist? He's I don't just know. Kinda, He's like, kind of just like grumpy and, and sad. sad. Yeah. yeah. yeah he totally sad is. Boy That's... And then he turns it around. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's I, good. And yeah, I think the movie is a win just, just for the thriller scene alone. Mm-hmm. She just, she's so cute. Is there a montage of her trying on clothes? I want to say there. There's got to be a is, montage. In the sleepover scene, is there a montage? I forgot about the sleepover. That's a cute part. Um, remind me though the situation with the sleepover. Who are these little children that have been allowed to sleep over? I think they're just girls from the apartment building that she never talked to when she was like her adult self. Which is normal, even for mm-hmm. even yeah, for like a, a kind normal. a kind professional thirty year old. Yeah, yes. wouldn't <laughs> be talking wouldn't to young be girls friends with little tweens. Let them go to her. <laughs> it's very strange. That would never happen in twenty twenty three. But it's a nice it's a nice thought. Um, okay, now we're going to uh, talk about a few that you guys suggested on Instagram. So this was a new to us. Um, and two different people suggested we talk about something borrowed, which I had never oh. seen. I don't even think I had I, heard of. I, I watched it for this and it's, I have thoughts. This is so bad. I watched it long ago, like probably when it first came out and I just vehemently hated it. Could someone so explain the premise briefly for those of us that don't know about it? Yes. Um, I just watched it today, so it's fresh. Basically, there's these two best friends, one of whom is getting married to a guy who the other best friend introduced her to. Basically, throughout the movie, we learn that the best friend who's getting married kind of like, kind of stole the guy, but didn't really because the... The best. Okay, I'm doing a terrible job. Jennifer Goodwin and Kate Thank Hudson. You. 
Okay, there we go. Kate Hudson's okay, getting so married. Kate Hudson's getting married. Jennifer introduced Kate to her fiance, and Kate kind of stole this guy from Jennifer, but Jennifer never Jennifer. known right? that she Jennifer. loved him. Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's just, I do not know. I, is it Tess's fault or the name's fault? Because I mean, oh, Jennifer is just it's asking. It's a great question. I, I was just calling her the girl from <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Uh, so, <laughs> um, anyway, basically, they have an affair, Jennifer and the fiance, and then um, they end up together, and we're supposed to be rooting for them. And Yeah, that's the worst part, is that they try, they try so hard to make us root for them, and it's like, no... That's her in real very life. Best you friend. would never be rooting for these people. No. Like, so it's just it's so like they try to set it up so that you will, but you can. It's just like it's not natural to be rooting for these people. So it just yeah. feels weird it's, the whole time. It's one of those movies where you're like, how how did no one in the production of this movie think that people are not going to like this movie? I mm-hmm. think it has like a fifteen percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Like, <laughs> it is not good. Do you think yeah, it was I a misread of, like, shifting times and they're like, the modern audience, you know, is open to, like, open. a nuanced story like this. And Probably. it was just like, no, we're not. They were trying really hard to make it nuanced, but their version of that was just to make Kate Hudson's character really unlikable. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, like... It doesn't matter how unlikable yeah. mm-hmm. your friend slash fiance is, you still don't get to do that to them. Yeah, so there were it was so really many stupid. times they could have just been honest, mm-hmm. but they just like kept this lie. They never, going. they never came out and told her they were planning to keep it a secret up until yeah. the end, and then she found out on her own. That's yeah, it just was horrible. I. Yeah, p- things that try to make somebody unlikable so that you can justify their bad behavior never works because I I always end up thinking, well, then you're an idiot for being engaged to this person if you hate her. Yeah. Like, yeah. take responsibility for your own life and don't be engaged to her. Or like, yeah. if you hate your best friend, that says a lot about <laughs> you. It's not, yeah. yeah. it's not or, like, entirely you're in like, love their fault. with your fiance's best friend even if she does not love you back you don't have to marry you know this yeah, person you don't, that you don't yeah. like it mm-hmm. it's make a pretty good sense. sign that you shouldn't be marrying this person yeah it's so infuriating i saw uh one review that said it is the transformers of rom-coms <laughs> which i just thought was funny Okay, um, another one that a few people mentioned was Clueless. I love Clueless. Clueless is... Love, a thousand times love. One of the all-time best movies. Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. It's Um, the only movie that could make me look the other way when there's a relationship between a (laughs) step-sister. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is... Share in Josh's relationship. I'm okay with it. I'll just go right fine. out there and say I think it's totally fine. I, I think if Paul Rudd was your stepbrother, I, I just, he's not I, even her stepbrother. He's her ex stepbrother. Yeah, ex stepbrother. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't judge. I think every good relationship has a little bit of like a weirdness underlying, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. This is a unique, it's like, it's not friends to lovers. It's not enemies to lovers. It's siblings to <laughs> Siblings, siblings to lovers. It's a little bit enemies <laughs> to, to lovers. lovers. I do yeah, I, mean, I do kind of dislike this does kind of have the trope Anne was talking about mm-hmm. of like a guy who's looking down his nose a bit, you know? Yeah. Um and I also it's not even necessarily the step siblingness of it all, but he is quite a bit older too, which is a little bit of a like Yeah. I mean, he's in college, right? And she's in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't really know the ages. I mean, is she 18? Is he 19? 90s. It was the 90s. It's a different time. <laughs> so, <was> 90s. <laughs> yeah. he's great. He's annoyingly in college. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very clear in the movie that, like, he's looking down his nose at her because people, when they first are in college, think they're really smart and look That's down their very nose yeah. at everyone. And she kind of rules the school. So she's probably a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love Cher, and I also love um, Emma, who this is based off of. You know, the I'm basing it off of. I'm thinking it's the Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma, but it could be you know the actual book. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're I thinking think, you're thinking that they based it off the Gwyneth Paltrow movie? <laughs> no, just in my mind, that's Emma, like full stop. Oh, but oh, when you right, said it's it, who it's it based on, you like meant Gwyneth Paltrow's Emma. <laughs> this adaptation. Um, I think Cher is a very endearing character because she is flawed, but she's humble enough to realize it, and she also is trying so hard to help people, even with it's, if it's like sticking her nose where it doesn't belong, you know, like she, she thinks she's doing a good thing, even mm-hmm. if it's like coming from maybe a little bit of a entitled place or oblivious place or what have you, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Clueless is just, it's loads of fun. I don't really know what else to say. It's great. Mm-hmm. What about Clueless, the TV show? Also love. We watched it for years after at lunch every day. Yeah. Remember how I I used to have a – for some reason, there was always reruns of it when I had like a a break in the morning my senior year. I would go home and I would have deviled eggs and I would watch Clueless every morning (laughs) and then I'd go back to school. (laughs) Tess, you've never seen the show? No, I didn't even know – it existed. It's it has like everyone from the original except Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. Like mm-hmm. it has like Dion oh, no. and Amber and I think Donald Faison is in it. What's his Those name? Are is it Murray? So sad to me. Yeah. When it's like the main characters were too It's so true. There was oh, in the Babysitters Club on Netflix, wasn't mm-hmm. there like a nod to Clueless or something? Because Alicia Silverstone's the mom. Alicia Silverstone's the mom. Oh, it's kind of I do think there was a nod to Clueless, but I don't remember now. I can't remember what it was. I'm going to have to look it up because there was a really funny nod. It might have been that, is it something with like having a crush on your stepbrother or something? Because her mom gets remarried. I can't remember what it is, but I'll have to look it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, the show was fun. It wasn't quite as good as the movie, but, no, um, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, Okay, so one that was new to me that I had never seen but felt like it was time was Notting Hill. Have you guys seen it? 
I love Notting Hill. Yes. I saw that one a long time ago. It was a big old lose for me. It was a stinker. It was a thumbs down. (laughs) So I would love genuinely to hear what you love about it, Anne. Well, I I can admit Julia Roberts, her character is not great. I love Hugh Grant. (laughs) Hugh Grant is adorable in it. The scene where he keeps saying oopsie daisy. He is he is really lovable. Yeah, he is really lovable, but I'm like, he's kind of lovable in everything. So it's not like he's he's playing his normal rakish charm, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's what we love him for. And then there's also a group of friends, a weird eclectic group of friends. Mm-hmm. They were I, they were really kind of the only redeeming part of it for me. Wow. What do you hate about it? For one thing, the group of friends is a bunch of British people, the all white British people, middle-aged, couldn't tell any of the men apart. Like, (laughs) at one point I was like, there's a fourth man? Like, they all... Sorry, it was just like homogenous diversity issues. I guess I most of these, <laughs> most of these <laughs> lack diversity, <laughs> but this one really lack. I was truly like, I cannot tell who is who. Um, it was literally just like a bunch of like, I'll go to your store. Oh, we don't really connect. I'll go to your house. Mm, kiss. Awkward moment. I'll go to your. <laughs> Press junket. Mm-hmm. It's just like they literally take turns going back and forth, back and forth to each other's like places of work and just kind of like it just doesn't work out. And I'm like, I don't know. I just thought it was so boring. Like there was no real problem other than the fact that Julia Roberts was not likable. And I don't know. It was just so boring. And I could not handle Spike. Okay. Yeah. Spike, the is roommate. Mm hmm. I I they replace I him with a lovable only- child, and then we have a film. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've only seen like the edited version child. of this movie, so probably a lot of Spike may have been cut out. Uh, I was gonna say it's pretty I, tame. Well, I remember just um, some scenes that well, just his didn't. shirts. His yeah. shirts so were his inappropriate. Shirts got yeah, out. his yeah. shirts were inappropriate. <laughs> There is one scene where he, I don't know if we'll have to edit this out. He's in his underwear and is a little bit of a wedgie. And I, that was yeah, way more than I out. needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to so, say. That's deeply inappropriate. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Really. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really handle Spike. I realized if you cut Spike out and replaced him with a lovable child, this is basically Sleepless in Seattle. Where so you have Hugh Grant. I was going to say, are you wanting to child. watch like About a Boy? Maybe. Um, I, About a Boy yeah. is another one I never saw. <laughs> but I think he's unlikable. Isn't he taking a, you know, a rare turn as an unlikable gent in About a Boy? Yeah, but About a Boy or something. I loved About a Boy. Because he is, he ends up with like a, like a boy that he didn't plan on having. And then he turns around and is nice. Those are always a, those are, that's a fun trope. Those are too. always touching. Mm-hmm. A raising Super Helen touching. type situation. <laughs> Love a raising gonna, Helen. I can do bad all by myself. <laughs> Grace, didn't you say something once about you, me leaving my kids to you and you're going to have a raising Helen situation? I feel like we can reference <laughs> I, raising Helen. I think so. It made a big impression. I've, I, well, I think I was trying to make my case about like mm. who who you should leave your kids to. And I was like, duh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it would make a fun movie for sure. I'm going to say lose to this movie because both of the lead actors, speaking of adultery, are adulterers. (laughs) I love that you're using the word adultery. (laughs) Hugh Grant is? How? Hugh Grant cheated on his wife. A long oh, time ago. Not the oh, in real life. Not the actors? In real life. Oh, well, that's half of Hollywood. I'm cutting them. I know, but I'm just, I feel betrayed because I really liked Hugh Grant and I was shaken when I learned oh, that. Tess, you don't so, know the half of it. I know I don't. That's my problem. Yeah. You can't trust don't, any Don't look actors. into Hugh Grant. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, now I'm going to. <laughs> but it's a lose for me for that reason alone. A rare Julia, a real, well, a rare time that Julia's smile can't, you know, the movie can't just write on a, a Julia. Okay, next movie, Legally Blonde. It's got to be a love, absolutely love. Legally Blonde might be in the top five favorite movies for me. Not yeah, just rom coms of every movie ever, ever created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be in the top three. I feel like it breaks down a lot of female stereotypes mm-hmm. for a lot of different types of women. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go through each one, but I won't. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, I think it it has a real delightful, like, female friendship mm-hmm. woven throughout, which I always love to see. Many Even different like, types of friendship. Yeah, multiples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The professor. Mm-hmm. The fiance. Exactly. The fiance, the defendant in the case. Yeah. The Jennifer Coolidge character, which look mm-hmm. at Jennifer Coolidge. She's having such a moment now. Yeah. You know, we love to see it. So, yeah, there's just... I'm trying to think of any criticism, really, there's of the movie. I mean, there's probably be. some homophobia, like, that now looking back on yeah, would change. There, there probably is. Um, have you guys, do you, have you listened to the musical? The music from the musical Mm-mm. at all? It's pretty good. Mm. I love the musical. Yeah. Grace loves the musical. I do love a musical. But if there, were, if you were going to check one out, that's one I would recommend if you're a Legally Blonde fan. Because it's pretty, it's pretty clean, I think. It also has a fantastic montage open. I mean, if you're going to have a montage right at the beginning, boom. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. time to have one. The perfect day. I'll refrain from singing it, but, oh you know, you can I hear it too. in your Just mind. Good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes, such good vibes. It is such good vibes the whole time. It's like her incredible. outfits. It really is. Ben Snap. Ben and Snap. Ben and Snap. Oh, it's the best scene. Oh, the in scene that all of movie history changed a generation. It really did. <laughs> oh, I would love to just relive that for the first time yeah. again, you know? So yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Really can't think of any critiques. So Bruiser. Oh, oh. Bruiser. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Bruiser. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I am going to watch Legally Blonde, like, mm-hmm. after this is so over. I feel good. like Anne shaped a lot of her, like, teenage ethos around, like, an Elle Woods vibe. Kind I of. still, I still am. I, mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. people tell me every time they see me, wow, you love pink. <laughs> I love <laughs> comments like that. Pink. 
that aren't just like, oh, you're cute. It's like just like a statement. Like, you love this. You love pink. Because there's, I'm always wearing a pink coat, maybe a pink shirt, maybe a pink purse, maybe some pink (laughs) shoes. I've gotten, it's gotten out of hand, but I really, I would love to be Elle Woods. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one. 10 things I hate about you. I have mixed I'm feelings not on this one. As familiar with this one, like I, I, it's been a while since I've. It's a little seen before it. your time. Yeah, I think I've only seen it like once or twice. Yeah, it's I, solidly like a late '90s one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I remember it being a lose for me because of the poem that she recites. <sighs> that yeah, she, I don't know how we're supposed to feel about it. Hate the way you da da da. It's, I, yeah. I don't remember any of the words, but I just remember the tone of voice and I it hated it so much. Impression if, yeah, was, it was a good impression. I don't know as an audience member if we're supposed to like take it seriously or if it's like kind of ironic or supposed to be a little cringe. Like I kind of think it's supposed to be serious. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. The way it's framed. That movie has a lot of highs and lows for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I really love. I love the paintball. It's got great I moments. About the paintball. I love the song. You know, it's got it's got so many great charming moments and then yeah, it has that her like drunk dancing. There's so many like Ooh, the drunk dancing There's is so many cringe. moments where like Painful. where like something bad happens and it's just so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But like I do really like it. I don't know. I know I like it too. That's the thing <laughs> is I'm, I'm like it's a it love. has to be a love but I agree. There's a lot of cringe. For one thing, the dad's um, parenting style would be torn apart so quick on Mm -hmm. social media these days as toxic for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, So the whole subplot of like the younger sister, I can't remember. Which one's Bianca? The younger one. The younger one. Who's the older one? Oh my gosh. Why don't I know their names? I know. I can't remember their names. Um, (laughs) This is... This is rough this on is a couple levels for the Shakespeare of it all. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. I think I'm like, oh, I have to like it because Kat. it's based on... Cat's the older one and Bianca's Kat's the younger the older one. one. Yes. Good memory. Um, so the subplot of her and little Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I mean, it's cute. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so he mm-hmm. kind of saves that. And a young... Um, is it Alex Mack? Is that who she was? Was she? You guys don't remember yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh. From Nickelodeon. I remember um, Alex Mack, but not well enough to I'm pretty know sure who it was that her. actress. That's she's also kind of an unlikable character. I don't know. I just kind of have a hard time. We were talking about likable characters. I'm like, don't I love Bianca. Oh, Bianca's so cute. She's yeah, cute. Bianca's she's very okay. cute, but I feel like she's just sort of like whiny mm-hmm. she spoiled like, girl. Like kind 15? of fifteen. Yeah, that doesn't give her a pass. We didn't give Mia Thermopolis a pass. <laughs> 15-year-olds have, can be good, you know? So, no, she's fine. But, like, I don't know. And I feel like Kat we should like because she's kind of like the tough girl, you know? Like, I don't know. But I just – I love it's not all my the favorite. characters. No, I love each character individually. It's just got a lot of moments that I have to suffer through to get to the good moments. Okay. I guess I can give but you that. The I'm Seattle, willing to do it because I like it. Yeah. The the scenery is stunning. Like, just the pretty, like, Seattle landscape, you know? So, for mm-hmm. that alone, and the 90s vibes, I give it a love. Tepidly. 
Um, okay. Last one, Hitch. <laughs> Everyone loves Hitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. it. Wouldn't know. No, Tess, yes, you have. We, we haven't. Yes, we made you watch it at our house. No. Uh-huh. We did. We had a viewing. <laughs> we had a viewing <laughs> because Tess. It was like before your mission. I think it was the Christmas that you came when I had Molly. And uh-huh. so like you and mom and dad came to visit and we Who's found in out it? what is it? I don't, um Will I don't Smith. It. Who's in it? <laughs> what is it? Will Smith. Who's in it? Tess, I can't believe it. Cause I remember thinking, oh, Tessel, this will be fun to talk about because we like we watched it together because we knew Tess had never seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, it is fun because I it, <laughs> it didn't fun, make an impression. Like, so it's got yeah, Will I, Smith and Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> Can we do a deep dive on Paul Blart Mall Cop? Oh my gosh, please. Like we have to watch all of them and outline the full universe in the mythology. One of our favorite family moments was Dave loves to recount this. No, okay, that's a little dramatic to say our favorite family moments. But one time we were together as a family and the men of the group were going to go to a movie. But um, it was Here Comes the Boom. With that has I'm liking on his Kevin name. J- Kevin, Kevin James. Oh, no. Kevin James. Kevin, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I do get them. Kevin Hart would probably be good in it too. Um, no, it had Kevin James, which was already kind of a funny choice. I think it was just the only thing that was like playing that would have worked, you know? Because um, I think that's like Dad a kids loves movie. That movie. He's made me watch that Does movie he? multiple times. Yeah, yeah. he talks about cute. it so much. But mom was like, oh, well, you know, like. Dave and Dad are going to Paul Blart. She said it's dead serious. We were laughing so hard. And then it's so hard to say Paul Blart Mall Car. It's like you can't even say it. It's like it came out like eight years after Paul Blart. She said it dead serious. Like it took a while. We were laughing so hard and it took her a while to realize why we were laughing. So we, we love to talk about Paul Blart, but so it's got, yeah, Will Smith, Paul Blart, Ava Mendez. The lady that plays what's her name is Avery or something. Never see her again. Um, but anyway, I won't bore people with the details, but Tess, this isn't jogging a memory at all. Will Smith is like a dating coach that helps people like find dating success. Oh, yeah. There's some funny dancing scenes. There's an iconic dancing montage at the end. Okay, 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 it's okay. So it's good. coming back. It's so to me, good. But I need to watch this again because I watch it again. I must not have paid attention. This one, I would say, leans harder into the calm than the rom. Like, there's definitely love, but it's pretty funny, and I think it's one that we're really leaning into the gender stereotypes here. But mm. in this segment, I apologize. But I would say, like, men enjoy equally more than maybe like a you know, some of them, some of these that we talked about earlier, like a clueless or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's about men. It's, it's, it's more, yeah, yeah predominantly the men are male the main leads. Characters. The men are the main leads. But there's some, like, there's several laugh out loud funny moments, I would say. So I got to say love for this one easily. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of anything to critique, really. Can anyone think of anything? No, it's a great movie. 
I'm sure I haven't rewatched it super recently with like a super mm-hmm. critical eye of social awareness. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant to say like, there's absolutely nothing, no problems with this movie. Yeah. And we should have given a disclaimer. We know all of these movies are old and like probably say things that, you know, would be considered inappropriate in today's day and age. So it's been a while we since we've seen some of them. Exactly. If we don't call it out, it doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge it. All right. Well, hopefully that gave you guys some good good viewing options. I think we're all going to leave this recording and go watch Legally Blonde. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. join us for, join us in that. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's wrap up with Weekly Wins. Well, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Um, I have been waiting patiently for my turn at the library with Spare by Prince Harry. <gasps> Don't know if anyone's heard of it. LOL. I've heard of nothing nothing else for weeks. And I was pleasantly surprised I wasn't going to purchase it, but I did get on the hold on Overdrive for both the audio and written versions. I was 600th in line. I'm not exaggerating. (gasps) But it was like, there were like 150 copies. So it magically, (laughs) I did, I did get it. And um, I am really enjoying it. And I keep thinking like, wow, Prince Harry is a good writer. And then I'm like, oh, he has a ghostwriter. Like he did not literally write this himself. <laughs> um, and I would recommend the audio version because it's very fun to listen to with him reading it. Um, but I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. So I'm just kind of like enjoying it judgment free, you know, for the entertainment quality. And I've started like when I'm talking to the kids, I want to be like, Darling girl, mommy's dreadfully sorry. I want to refer to myself as mommy in third person. I think the sweetest revelation is that King Charles, can we call him king yet? I guess he's still prince technically. He always calls um, Harry darling boy, which I'm not saying, you know, erases all of his errors as a parent, but that's like warmer than I would have expected. I always, I always kind of envisioned every family interaction with the Windsors as like ice cold, you know, and like Harry was just like fully raised by governesses. So I was pleasantly surprised by how involved like his dad seemed to be for, you know, a prince that for whatever that's worth. But yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So that's been fun to listen to this week. I can't wait to discuss it more in depth with you when I get through the waiting list. I know. Year, I just, probably. I just, as you were talking, went on my live website. <laughs> and get on. Hold. I thought it would be months and it was quicker than I expected. So I bet you'll get access to it soon. Well, I'm having the best week. It, it's really a turnaround from last week when I was. Yeah, you were low. So negative. <laughs> and you didn't really say, I'm like, people probably really envisioned the worst. It was like, well, I've had a bad week since the last time we talked. And then you gave like <laughs> <know>. no information. <laughs> well, I, I had tried to give information at the end, but Ann and Tess, I don't know if you remember this, they had already stopped their recordings for some reason. And so oh, yeah. I had to cut it out. Basically, all that happened was I, I was, I had season tickets to, you know, the Broadway shows around here. And I was on my way to Beetlejuice and I was really excited. And then I hit a pothole and my tire went flat. And then I had to get like all new tires and it was really expensive and I missed Beetlejuice and I was really mad and upset. But now I'm totally over it pretty much and (laughs) feeling real good. 
And yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really, I don't know if I have like specifics. <laughs> like, what's the weekly win? <laughs> yeah, you had a good so week. Good. <laughs> You're like, I don't know why week. that can't be a win. Um, <laughs> have I purchased something? Let me I know think. we're being really mean. We're like, it's not good enough. You got to give a specific reason. Grace's <laughs> weekly wins are constantly weak. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need uh-huh. to raise the bar a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I let her slide under so far, but. I went to a, a bachelor viewing party. And so that's a win because I feel like I'm I'm becoming more culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. I love it. My weekly win is a simple win. I was actually explaining to Anne and Grace ahead of time but i luke and i have discovered making our own pink drinks at home Mm -hmm. we saw like a tiktok about it and we had to try and it was so good it's just a starburst uh drink packet you mix it up you make the make the drink and then you add coconut milk ice and if you want you can add freeze-dried strawberries Mm, that's that a really good issue for me so i abstain but it's really good and uh just delicious and hydrating and yeah i feel like you and luke are beverage people we are beverage people mm-hmm. <laughs> we have so many beverages in our house and like so many little drink packets from like different experimental drinks that luke has tried <laughs> and <laughs> this week He's been making giant mango smoothies every day <laughs> with like, it's like a whole process and concoction. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're big beverage fans. My weekly win, I already kind of mentioned last week, I think, but I read How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis, which is just such a bummer of a title of a book to be reading but it is but it's honest and it's real sometimes sometimes i do really well at like you know keeping the house pretty tidy and then sometimes like something just happens Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a disaster or you go out of town or something and like if you're not just like constantly maintaining things, then it can very easily mm-hmm. get completely out of hand. That's and so we, you know, we grew up in a house that was very, very clean all the time. Magically, I didn't contribute much. It just was really clean due to our <laughs> wonderful mom. So when my house gets messy or like disorganized, I think I am just really hard on myself about it. So. I liked this book because, you know, it was all about like how a lot of care tasks or, you know, chores are morally neutral. So it doesn't really mean anything about you, you know, if your house is messy or if, you know, if you're struggling to keep on t- on top of like a certain task. Um, which is kind of obvious, but sometimes mm, it doesn't always feel that way. Though. We, as- we yeah. assign morality to different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's so many books about cleaning and organizing and they never mention that. Well, you hear so- all the time that your physical surroundings are a reflection of your inner well-being, you know, which... Yeah. Could be true. I do think there's obviously a link, you know, sometimes between like mental health and like struggling to stay Mm -hmm. on top of things. But I also think sometimes 
we extrapolate that into like, okay, so if I'm a met, if like my external surroundings are messy, something, <clears throat> something's like wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it can make you feel like shame basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she, she talked about that. Um, and like, you do not exist to serve your space. Your space exists to serve you. And that did kind of change the way I look at things. Cause I feel like, I'm like, oh, I just have to constantly like maintain my house and it's so annoying. But then I'm like, it's really I'm I'm doing this to maintain like myself sort mm-hmm. of. So mm-hmm. anyway, what I what I got out of it for the most part was um just a bunch of like shortcuts or like life hacks. <laughs> um mm-hmm. like she she talked about how Obviously, it's very important to not be wasteful and, um, you know, like lower your carbon footprint and stuff. But sometimes you might be in like a place where being able to use paper plates for every meal would just really help you out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so she was like, if that's the case, you know, like it's okay to to use the paper plates or like a disposable um, wipe instead of, you know, a cloth that you can wash. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of thought of some things that like I could do to just make my life a little bit easier. And I decided to just not really feel bad about them. Like I've like lately I have just been tired at night and I'm like, I don't really want to like, do this like elaborate skincare routine so i got face wipes which i don't really believe in face wipes but it's probably better they're better than, than nothing nothing mm-hmm. so yeah i and i put them by my bed and i'm like that's just gonna be so easy you know i'm just trying to make my life easier mm, nice and not worry about you. going over the top on things and i'm kind of just like what could i do that would be the bare minimum so that if I'm in a place where I can't do my full cleaning routine or my full, you know, self-care routine, what would be like the few things that I could do that would like make the most impact. So um, anyway, it was a good book. That sounds like a good book. I need yeah, to read that. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.